Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello everybody out there in internet radio land. Welcome to another episode of Real People from the Hood. My name is Jimmy Williams. I'm your host. My executive producer is Keith Bledsoe. What's up, Jim? And how you doing, Keith? Um, Great, bro. I want to start the show off. I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm feeling some type of way tonight, y'all. I really am. Uh, social media... Um, it's getting to the point now where we get these young black guys. They they try to get us to submit things that we really shouldn't submit to. We haven't done anything wrong. Only thing we've done wrong was really not respecting our elders to the to the to the extent that they should be respected, or putting them on a pedal pedestal as high as they should be. But us trying to simulate and please the system and and, and and displease everybody around us, Caucasians, Mexicans, Chinese, please the system is just not working for us. It never did. This system has never been for us. It's never going to be for us. It wasn't made for us. Check your history. History will tell you everything you need to know. I, I keep saying this, and I'm going to keep on saying it. You know, I saw a brother on Facebook. He's he telling he tell the young brothers, we ought to cut our locks so we, won't, so, we can, so we won't have to be as threatening to whoever it is that he wants us to feel comfortable, whoever, whoever it is that he wants to, to please. Police profiling young brothers with dreadlocks now. Colleges are doing the same thing. They don't even want brothers with dreadlocks in their classrooms. What do we got to do? I mean, we can't even go outside the door and be black. You can't show no blackness. You can't feel black. You can't be black. They don't want you to be black. Still, how society really wanted everybody to just change to 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 be them, and they don't want they, and they won't sleep at night until they kill everything around them so they can sleep so they can feel comfortable. Death to everybody. When everything and everybody's dead, dead, I'm comfortable. I don't get that kind of logic. I don't see why black people got to be the target of everything anyway. We even targeted. For, we we we're being targeted by our own black people. 
Everybody cannot be a professor. Everybody cannot be an, uh, uh, um, uh, a scientist. Everybody ain't got a, a $100,000 job. Everybody don't go to the best school. Everybody don't speak the perfect language. That's just the way it is. And it's just not black folk. You got white folks that, that, that basically we're in the same boat. We're just 13% of the population. So that means if, if all 13% of us is fucked up, you can imagine what the rest of them are like. We, we we get no accountability for anything. And, and and you got brothers and sisters out here that will actually help with their stereotype. They'll take it and run with it. They will actually get amongst themselves and start pointing fingers at other black folk. They get the most nasty dreadlocks. Dreadlocks been in black people's DNA since the dawn of time. If anybody decided to do their history and just check, The history that we have in this country is, 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 we didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it. But the script was already written. We're the actors. The system is the producers. So they wrote the script. And then they made damn sure we stuck to it. The biggest script they got out now? Kill. Kill young black men. Kill young black women. This country want us to get into a race war with them. They really do. No doubt about it. It's way overdue. It's way overdue. Look look at our history. Anybody out there, just check the last time we had a race war or a race riot. Just check a big one. I'm talking about ones that goes from one end of the United States to the other end. Check. And when you check that set of incidents in terms of race riots, check when were the last ones before that. All that, all, all that shit is 20, 30, 40 years apart. The race riots are really, literally, I'm going to say 30 years. I'm just going to give it a few extra years. 30 years apart. This country is overdue for a race riot. They want one real bad. They really do. And I hate to say this, but they keep fucking with it. They're going to get one. How many times, yeah, that's that. how much, how often do we got to get shot? just so they can prove a point. This shit ain't working. A lot of us, we just ain't afraid to die. And if that's, if that's get them carte blanche to go ahead and say, well, fuck it, they ain't afraid to die. We, we got them. No, you, you don't have us. What's going to happen? You going to take my life, I'm going to take yours. What makes your family more important than mine? What makes... You know, you know, you know, you know, I'm sorry, Becky. I'm sorry. I was saying, you know, the bad thing about it is that, you know, we, 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 we're trying to do, go through the proper channels. And it's, and it's so clear that the system is not going to do anything to hold these murderous officers accountable. I don't mean all officers because most of them are are good, good, good people with the right intention. Has made it clear the judicial system, the, the, the uh, local systems, that these cops can kill us whenever they want. It doesn't matter whether it's on camera, on video. It doesn't matter who witnesses. Well, I'm and eventually they're leaving us no choice but to seek justice on our own. And this is what I'm hearing in the barbershops uh, and, 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 and in personal chit chat conversations that people are saying uh, that. Eventually, it's going to be led to that point. But that's, I just want to throw that in there while you were on that subject. Yeah, yeah. And I was just looking on on social media, man, where this 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 Texas state po- state trooper, all he did was took a picture with uh, Snoop Dogg. He all he did was pose with Snoop Dogg, and in the caption it said that one officer that posed with Snoop Dogg, it made him go to a psychiatric psych- psychiatric um. Um, evaluation because he posed with a black man. That's crazy. You know, it's, it's like okay, maybe he likes Snoop Dogg. Maybe he know a couple of his songs. Did it ever dawn on some of these assholes that white folks do like some of the black culture? A lot of them can't even fathom that. 
They can't. You got some people out there that are really strong and know exactly what's going on with the system and black folks, a lot of white folks. They really know. And a lot of them are speaking up. But they're not being heard. They've been drowned out. There's only so much they can say and so much they can do. But it's got to be a majority of them. I said this last week. If 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 the open-minded black folks, open-minded white folks decide to 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 come up with a situation where they can actually get this country back to where it was, everybody, I don't give a fuck what color you are, everybody got to say, we don't want no more dumb motherfuckers running our country. No more dumb motherfuckers in office. We're not going to vote for no more dumbass motherfuckers that come up with laws like you can get food stamps, but you can't buy beef and fish. What the fuck is left? You got is, is, that that, is that that recent shit that just came up with just recently? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, okay. it is. He don't want black folks buying beef or uh, um, or fish with food stamps. Another one didn't want black folks um, going on trips with 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 state money. They definitely don't want them having health care. It's like how the hell you people can be um, a public servant? And, and, and all you got in your mind to do is kill. You're going to kill them one way. You, you, they want to kill us one way or another. And these are the people that are getting voted in the office every time. Because the dumb motherfucker will get up and vote. I got to give them credit on that one. Those dumbass motherfuckers, they will get up and vote for those dumbass motherfuckers put them in office. People sit back and say, oh, man, they're going to be just like me, bitch. But never voted. It's got to come to an end. It has to stop. And the only way it's going to stop, everybody got to just stop right now, look at the front part of their hand and the back of their hand and saying, well, I got to get to work. This shit is going to cease in my lifetime. Brother Jim, I, I, I would even go as far as to say that, you know, may, maybe these communities and neighborhoods, well, we don't have no communities, maybe these neighborhoods or hoods, Need to get together and maybe maybe try to get up and meet with some of these police officers and say, hey, you know, we're being pushed into a corner, and we, we are being left with no other alternative. We are, we can do one, it's either one or two things. We just say, okay, what the fuck? Just keep killing us. I guess the system ain't gonna hold you accountable. So I guess we just at your mercy. Just you know, people gonna say, hey, look, if I'm if I'm gonna go out and it's gonna be like that, well, you know what? You know, uh, maybe within amongst the people, black people, there'll be an unspoken uh, code of Conduct also, you know, because uh, like you said, the shit has to stop. Now, if the system ain't gonna stop it, then what other choice do we have? You know, Keith, on social media, I saw this reverend that said that um, that's the only. I don't know how he stated it exactly, but he was saying the same thing. Um, I think he was. I think it was the. Um, the Southern something something Baptist or whatever the heck it is. I don't know exactly what that was. Some some Baptist organization. Damn, a church. Oh shit! Just said something like that, man. But you know they kicked them out of they, they they kicked them out of the group. I'm just gonna call it a group. They kicked them out. Oh. They did not want him speaking like that. They didn't want him bringing stuff like that up. You know, he's a man. He just happened to be a man of his, of his God. He got he knew. He knew all the well-wishing and, and the praying and the amens and whatnot came to an end with this brother. But then the very organization that he represented, they kicked him out. If the Jews and were we getting killed, like, if the Jews were getting killed like we're getting killed, you, you, already, know that, you already know the answer. If, any, if, 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 uh, if the Greeks, Italians, any other group, if, if the Asians, if, if those people were getting killed in the matter in which we were getting killed, I just don't see it. I, I just don't see it uh, happening that way. We ha- we have no leverage for one thing. We have no unity. Yeah. We can't stand each other. See, <laughs> but they keep killing us, and uh, something's going to happen. I mean, this is what people are saying. They don't can't say public because they don't want nobody kicking their door in and saying you're inciting violence. Hell, I don't want that. Yeah. That's the last thing I want because yeah, I want to live too. But uh, well, you know what? That did happen with the Jews, though, man. The Jews, you know, those people sat back in the twenty, in the um, right after World War One. 
a lot of people said back, I mean, Germany, Germany had really, really no say-so in their own economy. British took over the majority of it. Um, Americans took over the majority of it. Um, um, the other parts of Europe, they cut up Germany, man, to the point where Germany couldn't even afford a loaf of bread. This was right after World War One, And that's when they got pissed off. They didn't get pissed off until, like, the mid-20s, late-20s. They started rising up. They 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 came. They came. They, Germany got to the point. Um, they owe so much money for fucking around, starting World War One. Everybody in the world wanted their money back, so they went and damn near took over Germany. And Germany is in, uh, in so many words, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody out there that know their history, they'll probably go back and win a peaky or whatever they're gonna do. But in a, in a nutshell, Germany said fuck it. And Germany picked somebody to really, really um, throw their anger at it. It just happened to be the Jews, because the Jews owned every fucking thing in Germany. Just about. They ran the economy of Germany. They, 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 Jews in Israel or Jews in Europe ran Germany's economy to the point where the average Germany couldn't afford a loaf of bread. And they got mad. And they... They organized and everything. That's one thing they really did when they got pissed off. They organized. They they everybody had a job. Everybody did something. I don't know where the hell they snapped at. To the point they want to just kill every freaking body. But they were doing pretty good for at a, at, a, at, a, at a while. I mean, for a good while there. I just well, don't they, know they, what, where they, at what point they snapped at. And they snapped big time. Yeah, well, these these officers have snapped. I guess I guess so. These these years of uh, having a black president has added up to them, to them, man. And I, I and don't tell me that shit is not hand in hand. It it, it does have its place in this whole this whole scenario. Why this is happening? You got your black president. Okay, here's something for your black president. You know, uh, but you know what that scenario though, though Keith. You know, I feel that a lot of those young white boys and girls just got pissed off to hearing all that dumb shit from their parents. I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a part of, we voted for Barack Obama. We voted for him. But that white underclass and overclass, they don't want to put him in office. Yeah, if they well. run it, if they if they if they yanking his church, I mean, if they yanking his uh, chains to make him do certain things, that's a whole other ball game because, you know, I can't get into that. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, but but at some point, man, white the young white crowd got said, well, "Hey, I'm tired of hearing my father talking about nigga this, nigga that, and they ain't this name that, and they going to school with blacks and they don't see it." So you got you. you I'm pretty sure there's some rebellious situations happening within the white community where we'll never know about because they don't. They're not as vocal. They, white folks is not as vocal as we are when it comes to uh, enter. Inner things that's happening within our in, within the communities. They're not. We we get on trains and talk shit. We loud and we tell everybody our business. White folks don't do that. They keep that shit amongst themselves. Yeah, they. But well, the one advantage they, they have. Serve, I was gonna say one advantage that they have. They can, and I, I had to learn this. They can always fade back into their whiteness at any given time and leave your ass out there. Not all of them, but I've been there. Well, uh, you know, when it's convenient to, to save, to save, not save to black, but save to white, on your ass, shit, you'll be a lonely yeah, ass. Yeah, I've been there, too. <laughs> I, I've been there, too, because my first corporate job while I was still living in the projects was at a graphic studio. It really was, and it was, it was, it was, I, was I felt comfortable. I didn't mind being around people of other races. It didn't, it didn't bother me. It wasn't until they found out that I wasn't like some of those other little um, black people that they used to being around, the preppy ones, uh, the ones with the um, the ones with the higher education and and all that type of stuff, and college kids, and they looked a certain way. They didn't look threatening and whatnot. Those are the ones they were used to. I was a novelty. Uh-huh. I really was. They didn't understand it. They, they they were more curious than anything else because I didn't laugh and joke and, and let them know why I stood on certain things because I, it, wasn't, it wasn't anything personal, but it just wasn't their damn business. I befriended who I wanted to befriend. I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't trying to cut off my afro and make it short and 
and then don't wear a mustache and don't wear a beard so I can look clean, cut, and wholesome and whatever the hell they were looking for. I don't know what they were looking for. I didn't even bother to ask. I was Jimmy Williams the whole eight years I was there. It made strides with them and for myself because the money that I made from them, I saved up and opened up a storefront. I took their money and did something with my life with it. When it got ugly, you know, by the time it got ugly during, a, during my six and a half, my seventh year, my plan was already to get the hell up out of there. That was my plan. So I figured I'll go another year. I'll be this and that for another year. I'll be that and that for another year. I'll be this. I'll be whatever the fuck you want me to be for another year. Because when it was time for me to go, I left time and, that, and that's you got the experience that you needed. So that's where a lot of people fuck up because they get in there and they try to convert these folks and try to, uh, you know, try to get them to like them and uh, treat them fairly and all that. It, it sounded like you just went on about your shit and got what you needed and, went, you know, and when it was time, it's like, okay, all right, I got it now, later, you know. That's all. That's all. And Am I wasn't right? trying to be mean. Yeah, basically, that's, that's in a nutshell. I wasn't trying to be mean. I wasn't trying to show off or nothing like that. I just had a goal. I just knew I wasn't going to stay in that graphic business around them for the next 30, 40 years. It wasn't going to happen. Everybody in my family thought I was crazy. They really did. Are oh, you working on Michigan Avenue? I've never worked anywhere but on Michigan Avenue for the whole eight years. I moved, and the company moved twice. And we were always on, and I did a lot of um, freelance. I was always on Michigan Avenue or or East Wabash or Wacker. I was always over there, and I was still living in the projects. I just got good something? at what I was doing. I just got good at it. didn't matter where I was at, in my mind, because I, I didn't – I just happened to be in Cabrini because of the situation that that had happened. But I wasn't part of Cabrini to the point where I was going to get caught up in everything that was going around me. The drugs, you didn't have to take it with you. You didn't have to take you didn't no. have to take the mentality. No. You didn't have to take the mentality with you everywhere you went, especially especially the work. Yeah. Like that, was people it. Too. that was it. You know, I'm you know, you I'm know, gonna go to go to work like they brag like they from the projects with well, keep that shit there, man. You you know, you on his turf. You go do your job, shut your damn mouth, and then go home. And then you can run it. You know, but you know, don't don't turn I, yourself into a house sneaker. <laughs> go ahead, brother. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. <laughs> yeah, I was nigger, yeah. Um, yeah, you made you but okay, yeah. I was tripping on what you were saying. Um, yeah, we don't have we we giving up too much. We you know, I'm 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 constantly hearing this this stuff with Common and um the comments that he made in terms of uh trying to help, you know, give a helping hand or be nice to uh to white folks and stuff like that. You know, it's like why we gotta okay. It's okay to be yourself around other people. But to cave in and, and, and simulate is a whole nother ballgame because when you start simulating, that means you're giving up everything that you are trying to fit into something that don't even want to be bothered with you. So you totally fucked up. And they now, hear this instead shit. of going. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Huh? Instead of going what? Oh. You got me. You got me. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm trying not to talk. Yeah. I just want to talk. Talking shit, but um, you don't have to. You don't have to change anything that you are, just to, because some people around you feel uncomfortable. You know, I'd rather for somebody to walk up to me and ask me something than to look at me like I'm like I'm a fucking species in a jar to figure out what I am. And then if they can't figure out, they only gonna give themselves like a minute or two. If they can't figure out what the fuck you are in a minute or two, you gonna be stereotyped. That's how stereotype works. If they don't know nothing about you, they know what they heard, and they're going to run with it. And then after a while, you can convince them shit because the stereotype set in, they got tired of trying to figure you out. Why you got to figure somebody else? I understand, you know, my daughter, I, I just met my neighbor across the street, and my daughter told me, Daddy, are you too friendly with everybody? No, that's my neighbor. They just moved in two, three months ago. They got a nice, fresh house right across the street, and the guy was wondering. He asked me a question about how I, uh, my gate on the side of my house. And I, when I told him that I built my gate, uh, he was fascinated. Then he asked me questions, and 
that's how I started uh, asking them. Uh, I can help you build yours if you want me to. Just let me know when you're off. Da 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 da. But my two years old, coming from where she's at in terms of her thinking, 2015, she was born in '92, '93, whatever. That's the way they think now. They don't trust nobody, and that's they don't that's give a, a good, shit that's about a good that is, that's great that yeah, you think They don't that give way. a shit about nobody. They don't care to have small talk with nobody. It's about them, what they're doing, where you've been, where you're going, what club you're at, you know, um, this and that. You know, they get on the bus. I'm, I'm getting off the subject. They get on the bus and they loud. They can see elderly people. I was on the bus the other day, and these, these little cats came from the, um, the skating rink. They didn't give a shit who was on that bus. It was like mad up, and they was on their own, in their own little world. So many motherfuckers, fuck you, bitch, this and that, that and that. They didn't, they didn't see nobody on that bus but they're just their little group. But that's the way they are now. I don't know you what know they do that shit because they're out. Let me ask you something. This, this, is, this is kind of straying away, but, it, but when you say that, it made me think of something that's totally off what we talk about now. But what, what do you think about the, the gun laws and the right to right to carry and arm yourself. What, what, what's your what's your perspective on that? You believe that people that citizens should not be able to, that citizens should be able to. What's what's your angle and opinion on that? Man, I'm going through classes as we speak. <laughs> I'm gonna hit mine. <laughs> you get about to Let one of them little motherfuckers run up on me talking about they're gonna kick my ass, little seventeen year old, and I ain't gonna say shit. Soon that motherfucker oh, swing, and before he gets, like, within a couple of inches of me, I'm going to blow the top of his motherfucking head off. That's just me. I'm sorry. I ain't no, I'm not going to get my ass whooped by no 17-year-old. I'm 57 years old. Came through the projects without a fucking scratch. Now here I am going on 58, and now this 17-year-old we're going to kick my ass? Oh, hell to the no. Ain't okay, going to Well, then, I, well, then, I, I, we, then we definitely, we, we, stand, we got the same fingerprints on that one, brother. Because, uh, you know, yeah. when I started hearing about this, this game and uh, these, these, these kids trying to emulate what they see in these video games and just coming up on you and rushing up on you, and they, they won't fight you one-on-one. It's always a game, a bum-rush game. I say, you know what, bring your ass on over here. I got you. Because I'm not, I, I, like you say, I'm not going to say a word. And I don't give a damn what your parents <laughs> say. If you're out there like that, hope, hopefully we can get to them before they get to that point. And that's why I was saying before yeah. on other shows that if we can get them critical thinking, anger management, uh, conflict resolution, things like that, as they go into kindergarten and train them about sensitivity and things that they do, uh, they should be more sensitive because of how other people are feeling and so forth and so on. If we can catch them before they fuck up, okay. But if they got beyond that point, like I say, brother, it's over. It's, come it's, come it's, on over here. They, they got to they gotta look at it like this. You silly little bastard. Do you want somebody running up on your grandfather and knocking him the fuck out? If you can't even oh. fathom that, yeah, your ass needs to die. It's like, so when, come I, on. When, I, when I hear these people talking about, and, and it burns me, man. You know, sometimes I, I, get, I have to back off sometimes because I get a little boiled, brother, because when I hear these people talking about, well, citizens shouldn't, shouldn't be carrying no weapons. Well, you know, I don't care. Well, motherfucker, look, okay, when well, you have a right not to carry one, I have a right to carry one, okay? Because they say, they, you know, a lot of people, you know, accidentally guns, accidents, and people getting killed by this. Okay, yes, that happens. Okay, then you have to have particular and strict training before you own one, and that's just a chance you take, goddammit. But I know a lot of motherfuckers who will be alive today if they had that shit on mm-hmm. them, okay? Even I, more so. I'm with you on that. Even you know, more if, so if society and yeah. Go ahead, if man. Society, if society let their own people walk around openly with guns, and it's their law, and they're obeying the law, black folks who obey the law can do the same fucking thing without without being harassed. You know, this but there goes the double standard right there. That, that, that's a double standard right there. See, that white supremacy don't mean Ku Klux Klan and run around in the sheep. In a sheet, it don't. White supremacy don't mean some some motherfucker on a compound way in a Georgia wood talking about we gonna throw over the world. No, that is not white supremacy. That's white supremacy to the extreme. The subtle, the subtle white supremacy is basically a system that's set up for them only. 
they'll spread a few wrinkles around so people can get in there because they get angry. You know, you get Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton, you know, getting a bunch of motherfuckers and rolling and telling them this and that. We mad about this and that. They'll say, okay, we'll let we'll let a few of y'all in. But their main goal is to keep everything with them, keep it to them. White supremacy is not just a couple of people. It's a state of mind. It's really a state of mind. It's, it's almost like a religion. Brother, I was just about to go into that. It, 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 is, a, it is a systematic approach. It is not something that just happened to be. This is something that is coordinated, that is understood without them having to say a word to each other. And uh, have to, it's, it's like a silent alarm, a silent code, and they don't understand exactly. that shit. I don't get it. You know, I don't get it. You know, how the hell are you going to talk to and treat somebody treat somebody a certain way? They get mad, and then you get pissed off them because they got mad. And if you look around all over the place, and this is what gets me sometimes. It's like, damn, am I the only motherfucker saying this? I know I'm not, but maybe I'm just one of the few, like yourself, who's saying something about it because if you look between the lines of things, because... These live video games, our kids are acting just like that. Uh, the rap music, uh, the Lil Wayne's and all these other pissy-ass bastards, uh, and, and, and the, the, the lack of malls that they put out there in their music, our kids are acting like that, which is why the system pays. Make, they'll make a few of us multi-millionaires, Kanye, uh, Piss Diddy, Lil Wayne, and all the Jay-Z, Beyonce, who don't have to even be like that to be a, one of the greatest. That's why they're paying the big bucks to keep the... Go ahead. Yeah. Keep the pig where they are, man. Again, the supremacy supremacy part of it is where they can actually get a few to draw in thousands. And then those few will inadvertently teach those thousands crap. You know, and, you know, if we get into the church thing, the church has failed black people since they've been here. The feel-good thing don't work, y'all. The feel-good thing don't work because when you start feeling good, you're in a state of um, um, utopia. You're all right because you know something good is going to come along and make you feel better. And a lot of people have died thinking like that. They've died. I'm going to go even deeper. I'm going to go even deeper, Brother Jim. I, I think it's a, it's a feel good, but it's all from being confused and taking the easy way out. Instead of thinking shit through and doing what you need to do and making common sense, you're just, oh, I'm just going to leave it in the hands of the Lord. Well, you were, anyway, go ahead, Brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, it's to the point now where we, um, it's not even about waking up anymore. It's just, just using common freaking sense. You know, I look, getting back on the religious thing just a little bit, I look up in the stars, because I sit in my backyard a lot, man, and I look up at the stars, and I read about all those different planets that they found up there. If it's, I'm only going to throw out a number. If it's 290 planets out there somewhere, and they've been documented and everything, all these stars, and if God made all that stuff, are there people on them? Is God in control of them? Nobody's on these planets, and they're all screwed up, and God made them. Why has he only made one habitable? And why is it that he took them 290 tries to make one right if he's perfect? Man, you're going to have folks foaming at the mouth and shit. Man, he's doing it already, so I ain't tripping. I got so many people pissed off at me, man, when I start talking religion stuff. If any of you religious people out there that listen to me right now, if you want to get into... You, if you want to get on the bad side of your pastor or your preacher or whatnot, ask him a simple-ass question. I don't know what that question may be. Just ask him something to – just ask him to elaborate on something about what he's talking about. Yeah, beyond just don't question God. Uh, I, I have a question, and you shouldn't have a problem answer. I want to say this, too. I, I, first of all, we ain't going to be able to get through a show without going through some religion, brother. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. 
<laughs> how can you? How can we do a show talking about the shit we talk about and not talk about the main motherfucking problem? It's impossible. So I mean, we ain't gonna do a whole show on it, but we we gonna cross into that, and we we probably wanna take a little break and get get that. Damn, we we rolling, man. And uh, when we come back, I, I oh, have, I have a question. we didn't do the commercial. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I, I have a question I'm gonna pose to you about, and it's gonna pertain to religion, but things that I just can't fucking understand. And when we come back. Uh, from this break that you'll take us into, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just you'll, you'll, you'll see where I'm coming from very quickly. Okay, bet. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, what we're gonna do now? We're gonna run a commercial, play a song. Still want somebody that that does uh, um, poetry to give me some two minute clips. I got a space open for some people that can that can really you know lay down some poetry. I love it. I love the stuff. I can't do it, but I love it. And I want people that know how to do it to give me a two-minute clip. Okay, we, I'm going to kick it up to three minutes. Give me a three-minute clip, and I will play it on my show. Because I play two songs anyway. I may start playing three songs so I can get used to playing that third space for that particular poetry. Um, I may call it poetry moment. I don't know. But anyway, I want it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're about to do a commercial. We're going to go into a song, and we'll be right back. Let me... Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah.
Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man. Let this be real. Damn. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome man, back brother, damn. We, we, got to, we, we got to get our music back, man. I'm telling you, you took me, you took me so far back, man. I, uh, that, that, <laughs> anyway, that, that, that was some, the natural four. You told me that was probably one of the greatest one-hit wonders in the history of, of music, man. But that was a bad cut. I'm glad, man. I, wow. You came up with some shit today, brother. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I said, man, I was going to try. I really wanted to get, uh, like, I've been talking about this for like the last month now. I really want somebody that's out there that does the poetry, man, so I can fit it in. So um, I wanted to do the commercial, then the song. So I figured if we did a, uh, the poetry before the commercial, it would be poetry, commercial, then a song, and then a song at the end of the show. I think that would be cool. But until yeah. somebody send me some poetry, we just gonna do a song, commercial, song, then at the end of the show, a song. Somebody. I'm somebody to send me some poetry, but yeah, we good. We good. Okay, uh before we left into the um the song commercial thingy, you said you had a uh, question you wanted to ask. Well, I'm gonna say something, then I'm gonna leave it out there, and you'll 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 know you'll know where I'm at. You'll jump right in. But okay, okay. I uh, you know, I watch the news. I'm a news. I'm a, I'm a news junkie, man. I'm always trying to see what's happening, what's going on, what the real deal is, you know. And I happen to come across a, a brother who was on jail, not on death row, for 30 years for a crime he didn't commit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, of course, you and I both know of instances where that has been the case because it's, it's, it's happens all over the place. But the first thing he talks about at the news conference when he gets out of, from being on death row now, okay, is that uh, God is good and that uh, those who all had a, a part in his being on death row and in prison unjustly as, as he was, we have to answer to God. Okay. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to go to one more. You know where I'm going. It's about uh, okay. Okay, now Mike Brown, I remember when he, at his funeral, he had a family member. And I'll never forget this because I, I had to sit up in the fucking bed, man. I'm getting my Jack Daniels on and chilling. And I said, I can't believe I'm hearing this shit because, what I think it was his aunt was stood up in front of the fucking con- uh, uh, people at his funeral and said, "Well, Michael had plans to do this, go to college, and whatever his plans were, all positive." But she said, "But God had another plan." What the fuck is going on here? I mean, God needs to be a little bit more proactive, okay? I mean. <laughs> Where, where was God to keep this shit from happening in the first place? And I'm not trying, I mean, I'm, I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm trying to, coming up as a Baptist, I came up to the church, but when I hear people talking this nonsense and shit that make no damn sense, it's, it, it, it leaves me bothered, man. And then you got, like you were saying last week or the other day, that uh, then the folks come back there and tell them, amen, amen. Hey, shut the fuck up, because you ain't making no goddamn sense. Okay, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> See, uh, it's 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 the I call it the feel good movement. I don't know when the hell I'm feel good about somebody taking my son out. I'm sorry, that the way that exactly. brother composed himself, he I mean he didn't he didn't get mad. Seemed like it. He didn't get rowdy. It's a lot of things that brother did that I wouldn't have done. I'm sorry, taking my son out unjustly like that. You know, I saw the footage of him, you know, grabbing the the, the person and the, the whoever the person was behind the counter and taking cigarettes and stuff like that. But him standing up there with his hands up and then the police just shooting him like that, man, and that brother kept his composure like that. I hey, I commend him. I wouldn't have done it. And as far I mean, as that- you know, people people keep getting into this. This amen and God is going to handle it. God is going to handle that. You know, the church has stifled thousands of people's thinking over the last 400 years. They really have. They don't even know when they're supposed to get mad. You know, they they really believe that it's going to be an entity that's going to come down here and take care of everything. Why we waiting? Why we're waiting for that entity to take come down and take care of everything? Everybody live, everybody else is living a lot, living a life of rally. They're going on about their business, taking vacations here and there. They're making money. They're they making plans. They, they they plan to be in a better neighborhood, better car, better clothing. And we're still waiting on somebody, something, to come along and take us to a promised land. And that is the role of the church. That is the role of the church. And I don't get it. And Well, I, I get it, but I just hate the fact that we are so damn ignorant that we fall for it. That it's, it's, it's a feel-good movement, you know, and, and I, I look at it like this. 
if it's a feel-good movement, if we're supposed to wait on the back end from what I heard T.J. Jake say one time, we, we pray on the front end and we get our blessings on the back end. Motherfucker, you riding around in a brand-new motherfucking car. I don't Man, know if there's a Rolex you got on your sleeve. Why the fuck you can't live and pray on the front end and get your blessing on the back end? I mean, on the back end. What the hell makes you think I, I should wait? Where have What went through your mind to make you think that I should wait on the back end, and you're not. That's some, that's some thinking that I'll, I'll never understand. You know, it, 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 it's, it's been killing me for the longest. I don't understand how these people can follow people like that to the point where they will give their last, they'll get more attention, they'll get credit too, they'll wait around forever, turn another cheek, kneel, pray, Get the word from a group of people that gave them the word, and they gave them the word that took every fucking thing else. These people gave them a religion, and they took every fucking thing that they are. Religion, what religion has done is has sucked spirituality out of that person who has been duped into being religious, which is fucked up. I got one more. This Atlanta man, Atlanta kid was killed just recently, and uh, I guess it got to a point where, I don't know how recently it was, but I know it got to a point where they, uh, it was going to be a, no, 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 I think it was a guy in Wisconsin. I forget where it was, but anyway, my point is this. Uh, they just determined that it was going to be an outside investigation uh, for this particular case, which is a good thing. So it won't be internal police, you know, investigating the police in the same department. And they asked uh, this uh, mother, and she said, you know what, what I thought, uh, God got this. He, he, chose, he chose our family to fix this. I'm going to hmm. leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. What the fuck? You know what? I'm right behind you. I'm going to leave it alone too, man, because I hear it all the time. I mean... I'm gonna let God. If, if God got this, if, if God got this, why take your black monkey ass to work? Why go to work? Why even vote? <laughs> if he got it, sit back and chill, relax, watch Empire, uh, do what you're gonna do. But but if, if he <laughs> don't just say blankly that he got this, because if you got something, that means you got it. That means hey, chill. Your your, your wife come home, got a flat tire, and you tell her, don't worry, baby, I got this. She can sit back and chill, right? Because she knows she ain't got to worry about it. You, you got it. When she go back out to go to work the next morning, whatever she do, her tire going to be fixed. Man, I'm so – I know how you feel about it anyway. You know, it, and for me, I'm, I'm, I'm heading that way because I've dealt with it on both ends, man, in terms of trying to study and figure out the stuff that, that my mom was trying to teach me as a Jehovah's Witness. I was really open to a lot of things that they were saying. I didn't cave in or, 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 or simulate it with them because I had too many questions. And it got to the point after the fourth year, they just didn't want me asking those questions anymore. Not, you know, uh, literally, but it got to the point where, you know, they'll brush it off, you know, like they're getting tired of hearing me asking questions about something that they're trying to teach me. And when it got to the point where I felt that they really felt bothered about me asking questions, that's when I stopped being a witness, studying to be a witness. That's when I stopped. How am I irritating you for some shit that you're showing me, but I got a question, but you don't want to answer it? That don't make any sense. And you're sincere. You're not not trying to be funny. It's not a game. I was really, I really wanted to know. Exactly. You know, and I started this page on Facebook. Just to, everybody that's on that page, I handpick them because they'll say something that's interesting about their God and their religion, and I'll put them on that page. There's only like maybe a couple hundred people on there, but I handpicked all of them because I've, re- I've been reading their stuff for like the last year or two. But damn, they get on there and argue cats and dogs and man and dumb motherfucker this, you dumb motherfucker that, and these are religious people. Damn. It got comical to the point, man, where I would go there just to see what the conversation is about. There'll be like a hundred posts, two people going at it. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred forgot to do it. So they 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 breaking their fingertips and shit. 
Man, the they breaking down those dates, man. They breaking down the names. They breaking down the where it is, the what for us, man. They really, whatever it is, they knowledgeable. They whatever they they talking about. But the comical part comes in there, man, when they start calling each other names because neither one is giving in to the other one's bullshit. Oh, now that's some funny shit there. That's funny. And, and I, I, I had one, one more there, question about who's Jim. Uh, I know we, we cut down, but this, this is one thing that I was going to talk. I'm, I'm, I plan on doing a show tomorrow, and I, as a few I, I, before we go out there, I'll talk about a couple of things that I hope to get into. But I just want to ask you: Have you ever? And this this is a lot of people. This might be too deep for people. I don't know. Whatever. This is going to have to be too fucking deep. You ever sat back and just chilled at the crib and you know had your you know glass or whatever you drink, even if it's apple juice, Jack Daniels, whatever, and just and just listen to funeral music. Oh hell no, man! That stuff. Have you, have you, have you, have you, the why the fuck do they play that shit at a damn fucking funeral? Why can't they play some Sam Cooke and some James Brown and some Dominoes, Donald Byrd? Okay. What's up? Hey, with you know it, it, it's almost. I'm glad you brought my nephew. Arranged my when my mom passed, he arranged my mom to have a funeral that was way out of the box. Now keep in mind. Moms wanted to be buried. She wanted to have a, a witness funeral, which was I never saw one until she passed. So we had two. So I dealt with what moms really wanted to how to be laid out for herself. And since my nephew moved back into the house and helped her for like four years, I gave him because she wanted me to handle everything. I gave him opportunity to do what he really wanted, how he wanted my moms to be uh, um, um, let go. And so we did this whole witness funeral thing, and we and 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 and, my, and and we rented a park, Seward Park, over near um, where the Kingdom Hall was. And everybody, after the funeral, you know, because they don't play music, they don't do nothing. Right after they say what they're gonna say, it's like clockwork. Forty-five mm-hmm. minutes, that's it. And then we left, and we walked over to the park, and he had a DJ there. Everybody dancing. Everybody saying how you know they miss moms and. Everybody having a good time, man, and everybody walking around the park, and he he let her go that that like that, man, and that was a uh, fucking amazing. I ain't saw so much food in my life. Everybody bought something, man, that they had gotten for moms at one point: greens, chicken, um, pies. Um, mom loved to cook, uh, bake, um, and, 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 stuff and, that's, like and that. that's how she so, so that's how she lived, right? And that's how they, and, and that's how my nephew let her go, just like and that. I mean, nobody was crying, you know. And they were playing house music, and and we were playing R and B music, some of the songs that moms like. He hooked it up, man. He let her go real nice. He really I'm, did. I'm glad, I, you know, I'm glad to hear that, man, because people, you know, people, you know, Christian traditional Christian shit. You don't want to tear jerk you and make you and just just turn it on your stomach and make it just cry every fucking piece of water. You're so fucking dehydrated when you leave a damn funeral. You need a damn IV. You need to IV you while you're sitting there. Okay. It was, uh, Keith, it's basically uh, going through those two experiences, man, when my mom passed, it was like the witnesses stuck to their traditions. And my nephew stuck to what moms really liked. Or she was into when she was alive, and that's yeah. the differences between both of those funerals. We actually had two. We had to have two, and everybody was wondering. You know, I'm pretty sure nobody felt bad of it, but they was wondering um, why it went that way. Moms requested me to have it one way, and my nephew asked me, "Can he do it another way?" I said, "Okay, fine. Let's do this," and it went off real nice. Mom got a wish. And my nephew got his wish, and then and that's and that's and that's if, you know what, and if it takes two to to get to give you know the total uh, impact, then okay, but then then do it twice, and do it two. I mean, hell, if you got to do it three times, I mean, don't get don't both things get ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean, like the, the Masons and them motherfuckers, they 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 have like about thirty five damn different ceremonies. I mean, I can't anyway. That's a whole other story, but. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I just wanted want to cover that because I think people get too far so much into, into tradition, and I've made it clear with my family. As a matter of fact, I am writing at, at my own obituary, period, oh. of what I want said over me. Don't stand up talking shit about me if you don't know me. I don't want no damn preachers. 
Uh, if you didn't know me, then uh, just chill and listen to and watch my video, and I will go through my whole obituary. I will tell you to go through my whole life story, uh, then read it to nobody, and it will be me on the damn TV screen talking about me. And that's the way I want to go out. I want some, some uh, Motown, some Stacks, some uh, Atlantic <laughs> Records. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Isaac Hayes, Temptation, Jackson, Gladys Knight, you know, Marvelette, Smokey. I'm, I'm going out like that, yeah. brother. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you this now because, because, because it's documented. But anyway. <laughs> I feel you, though, man. It's it's that hour. It's that we, we done did our hour. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you all and thank you all for um, – well, I want to thank you all for listening to the show, uh, Real People from the Hood. Again, my name is Jimmy Williams. My executive producer is Keith Bledsoe. Um, I'm going to leave it just like you said it. Now, um, we're going to – if we go out, go out the way we came in, happy, or some some uh, resemblance of happiness. Ladies and gentlemen, on that note, we're going to fade up out of here. And everybody have a good evening and enjoy yourselves until next Monday, 7 o'clock. Come right back to Real Peoples in the Hood. Talk to you later. Take care.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.